three of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, literary news, and I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. How are, how are you today? My best co-host. Oh, thank you. You're yeah. my best co-host. No, that's not how it works. What do you mean? One person hosts. No. And then that host has a co-host. No, you can't have a host and a co-host. Yes, you can. Two people are co-hosting. Okay, I'm sorry. Sharing responsibilities. I'm Eric Mickles and my sidekick... No. On the show. I do love a good sidekick, though. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I guess Well, you're a Marvel guy. Makes well, sense. Okay, right. I Now we're talking comic books, but I meant yeah. like on talk shows. Oh, no, I don't. Like, I don't like Andy, Andy Richter, Richter just no, sitting you. on the couch. Paul Schaefer, on the other hand. But isn't, he's the... He's the band leader. Yeah. yeah but he his mic was hot all the time, so he yeah. could chime in whenever he wanted. I like a, I like a band leader, because yeah. it's multi-purpose. I, I tell you yeah. what, since this is a book podcast, let me just give a shout out to Paul Schaefer's autobiography. We'll be here for the rest of our lives. Uh-huh. It's so good. Right. He's had a fascinating life. Yeah. Check it out. The audiobook's great, too. Okay. Who reads it? He does. No. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. He's like, oh, wow. Okay. David, that's great. Paul yeah. Schaefer from the <laughs> David Letterman show? <laughs> I'm assuming that's what the impression Neither is. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, all right. Anything well, exciting happen to you? You watch any good movies? Did I watch any good movies? You're always so shocked by these questions. Well, yeah, no. Just curious. I didn't. I, me- I keep meaning to go see Infinity War for my second time. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it's not happening. Yeah. And now Deadpool 2 comes out this weekend, Soon. so I'll go see that. You're going to so. rewatch Deadpool 1? No. Deadpool Uno? No. Okay. I'm hoping Deadpool 2 is good. I think part of me just wants it to be a straight, like, X-Force, type. X-Force yep. movie with... Deadpool being off the side of me, being yeah. like, he's funny sometimes. While we're while we're talking about uh, Marvel movies, rewatched Ant Man over the weekend for just my, okay. My brother hadn't seen it, and the new one's coming out, and so we just kind of after my yeah. son's party, we. My uh, guess is it. your brother was weird about it. No, he seemed to like it. Really, he seemed to like it. Okay, he wasn't yeah. like, why would he wear a red stripe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I think I think he just enjoyed it, okay. and it got me into reading uh, Ant Man comics again. So. Good yeah, time. But I, now I guess we're yeah, jumping into bookmark. That's the Lord's work there. So uh, <laughs> I read, I read what was it? Volume Spencer. Vol, the new Ant Man run. There was there was a volume one uh-huh. which was great, right? And then there was another volume one uh-huh. that picked up that story and then started a new story. So it's two volume ones. Very confusing. But you seem to have figured it out. Yeah, but the okay. the initial right. volume one was great. I right. loved it, and I haven't really liked anything since. So okay. this is called uh, Ant-Man Small Time Crooks. Yeah. We have this right here in the uh graphic novel section. This is yeah. a three-volume series. Yeah. So we have a decent amount of Ant-Man. We have those. We have the loose volume 1 that doesn't go anywhere, and we have Ant-Man season 1. Right. So you can check out all those here in yeah. the collection. I was reading that Star Trek Voyager book, which I still am, but I took a pause to read The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Yes. Uh this makes is sense. A, They're they, they share yeah, a lot so of similar. So similar. <laughs> like, why am I reading two of the same <laughs> yeah. things? Uh, this is for our Patron Picks Book Club, our first nonfiction mm-hmm. book club book. Yeah. Um, I didn't really want to read it. Right. I never would have. Right. And I I loved it. I just oh, like, you're done. Five star, loved it. Wow. Uh, My wife it, says it's crazy. Oh, it is crazy. It yeah. just follows this woman's uh, childhood, basically, just living with her crazy bohemian parents yeah yeah just kind of and there's not a lot of uh, editorializing she's not like and this is how it made me feel or uh-huh. you know nothing it's just yeah. like this and this and this mm-hmm. and this and this and it's just it, it's it feels like a novel right it's how you have to sort of keep reminding yourself that this actually happened right to people um and I listened to part of it on the audiobook. And this, this is weird. There's two versions of the audiobook. Mm-hmm. There's one just read by an actor, mm-hmm. and there's one actually read by Jeanette Walls, mm-hmm. and that's the one I listened to. And she reads it great. Mm. 
So I was really impressed with it. Now I have to go and read her other books. Oh, yeah. She's got two novels. One of them uh, is about her maternal grandmother. And it's written kind of in the style of The Glass Castle, but written right. from the first person as her grandmother. Okay. So it's sort of a based on fact right. novel. Uh, so I definitely want to read that. She also reads the audiobook. And then she has just a straight up novel too. But I was really impressed with the writing. I don't know what the book club's going to think. Hmm. Uh, I just kind of like rolled off my back, you know, like all the crazy things that were happening. Right. <laughs> it's like oddly relatable to me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if other people are going to okay. get into it. So I'm interested to see how well, it goes tomorrow. We saw the movie. Oh, did you? No, we didn't see the movie. We saw oh. the trailer oh. for it. Okay. I think when we were out to see War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Anyways, my wife says she's been reading it and picturing Woody Harrelson as the dad. Yeah. And she says it helps a little bit. That's funny. So, see, I didn't picture a Woody Harrelson type at all. Yeah. He well, doesn't it's the dad's just not a strong character. He's just oh, a yeah. Well, then yeah, you got to get you yeah. can't put Woody Harrelson in no, that role. I know. He'll steal the picture. I do want to see the movie. <laughs> Which okay. we have in the collection. We do have it. I've got a hold on it, so whenever it comes back, mm. it's coming to this guy. Okay. I Sounds think that's good. it for me right now. Ant Man, Glass Castle, and then I went back to Star Trek Voyager. Nick Spencer wrote that Ant Man that you're reading. He's the one okay. that wrote the Superior Foes of Spider Man. Yeah, I thought I, so. There's there's lots so of good. ads for that in the back of the Is it? collection. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well the that series was great. That was more comedy there is kind of a, there's a fun part of it where he's he has to do a job and he doesn't have like help and so right. he he basically uses an app to hire henchmen mm-hmm. but he wants them to be like good guys and uh-huh. that, it's that hilarity ensues nice so that was a strong part yeah. but overall i i'll Mar- read volume three because the three volume series right. but marvel's like d-list villains yeah. always crack me up yeah. like grizzly the armadillo oh, yeah just these people that just show up like this is silly and yeah. they, they don't like they're never trying to like look how dangerous the armadillo really is or right. like it's silly he's yeah. the armadillo yeah exactly so well, what about you what have you been reading i finished peter david's 2005 x factor run that's what you said last week did i i, I said know. i finished it we talked about it and i read your review so i don't know oh i don't think i had finished it okay at that point so i'm done okay it's I mean, I started it in 2005. Wow. But it was just one of those things where I'd I'd be moving around and some libraries would have a lot and then Mm. they would stop and have one missing. I remember I couldn't get The Invisible Woman Had Vanished down in Florida Mm -hmm. for like no matter how hard I tried. So finally, uh, with the Marvel Unlimited app, just went right through it. Magic. Yeah. And then I finished also Joss, well, not Joss Whedon's, but Astonishing X-Men, that whole series. First four volumes by Joss Whedon, I believe. Yeah, that I could take or leave okay. for the most part. All but right. The whole series, I could probably just leave it mm-hmm. because it never gets strong. There's a good Iceman story in there. I like Iceman. like Iceman. I do. Yeah. So there's like four issues in the last volume dealing with Iceman having too much power. It's yeah. pretty good. He's a powerful character. I had to read this uh, in to finish Astonishing X-Men. I had to read this crossover called X-Men Extermination mm. about all these alternate X-Men universes. X-Men fighting Daleks? No. Oh. Uh, that might have been slightly more entertaining. The stuff with the <laughs> Age of Apocalypse, which I wish had been good. Yeah. I, I I hope Marvel never, ever revisits the Age of Apocalypse at this point. Yeah. Because I loved the series. I thought it was great. It still like has a place in my heart. But every time they've gone back there, it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> the diminishing returns happened real fast yeah. with all their with their returns. Mm-hmm. If I, yeah. yeah, if you do say so yourself. If I do. But I don't. Yeah, uh, I also you. read All's Fair in Middle School by Victoria Jemison. What is this? Uh, this is the same author who did Star... Not Star Girl. Roller Girl. Roller Girl. Oh, I remember now. Yes. Uh, so this is her new... Uh, well, new-ish. It came Roller out Girl was all the rage. I, I enjoyed Roller Girl. 
All's Fair in middle school is about a homeschool girl whose parents work at a renaissance fair. Hmm. Thus, so does she. But she finally gets to go to public middle school. And uh, just her coming of age in middle, middle school. schoolers love anything. It's a former homeschool uh, Ren Fair enthusiast. Well, so they don't. I bet she integrated she, just right. No. Oh, no. really? Yeah, no. There was problems. Wow. Yeah, Unforeseen. Yeah. Problems from the kids, and she had problems herself. How did it stack up against Roller Girl? Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on which, what, whether you're not, you like roller derbies or <laughs> renaissance fairs. Okay. So I think they're both fun. Reading... Uh, now, now, Roller Girl won the... Newberry Medal, yeah, last year, or it was nominated or two, two years ago. No, I think it won. Hmm. Well, it was good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think reading the All's Fair one, I was like, I want to, I want to go to a Renaissance Fair. <laughs> I want to get in on this. Do you think it'll have the same kind of legs that Roller Girl had? Roller Girl had. Uh, and to be fair, those legs were attached to wheels, so that's it really moved quickly. No, I don't think there's been as much <laughs> uh, demand for this one as, but. That was because of award season. All's mm. Fair was on you know, the Goodreads. The, it, I, it, especially for something geared towards that age, there was a mm. long gap between Roller Girl and yeah. this at least two years. Yeah. So probably I if it would have so. come out quickly, it would have. It's a little longer. I think yeah. it's for the older middle school Oh, okay. Age. Would you classify it as YA? No. Sorry. I think it's right below YA. You're right. You know what? It was an honor book, not a medal winner. I think it yeah. was at the top mm-hmm. of that middle school okay. age. So anyways, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but I also liked Roller Girl. I don't know which one I would say I liked more. Okay. This one, All's Fair, got me a little choked up. So mm. I guess I have some mi- some very confusing feelings about uh, the middle school. The Renaissance? Middle school. Homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm about 50% done with... I, how do I say this? Trellisane? Trellisane confrontation, confrontation, which is a okay. Star Trek novel yeah. by first. David Dvorkin. Yeah. Uh, when did this come out? I... Oh, that's 80s. 80s? Okay. The writing style reminds me of reading a Timothy Zahn Star Wars book and that it's... People love Timothy Zahn Star Wars books. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say what I was going to (laughs) say. I was going to compare it to the Thrawn trilogy. Okay. And that it's a little bit drier than it needs to be. I read this one probably 10 years ago. It's, It's drier than it needs to be. And when writing the characters... They're, they're written in a way that shows the author respects the characters, mm-hmm. but maybe not written in the same way that the characters tend to be portrayed. Okay. Like, Kirk does not seem very, like, gung-ho at all. Okay. He's just very, like, I don't know. Of, of David Dvorkin's three Star Trek books, mm-hmm. uh, Trellisane is probably the one that I would call my least favorite, though I did uh, still enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would probably give it to Captain's Honor, which is a next-gen book, but okay. uh, Time Trap is also... yeah. Really strong. So. Okay. And folks, if you want to hear more Star Trek, all you have to do is go into the All the Books archives at soundcloud.com slash all the books. Yeah. Look at episode 48, where me, Eric, and a shy young man named Steve, my brother, discuss uh, Star Trek. Yeah. So my is his middle name. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's not one of those my apostrophe brother. Right. It's Steve, my yeah. brother. And brother's his last name? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was a joke or not, but. It's I, an older name. I didn't like it. So. Oh, sorry. That's all right. German, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bruter. Sure. Is this original <laughs> pronunciation? <laughs> that actually makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yes. All right. Steven so in mind, Bruter. So, so you're enjoying it, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, okay. I think the thing is, I just you like, like your Star Trek on a screen. I like I like the Star Trek movies. Yeah. And I like Next Gen. Yeah. And that's basically what I've seen. Yeah. So like reading. I'm not ready for the expanded universe okay. of Star Trek. Like Star Wars, I was like, I've seen the movies, I've played the games. What else have we got? Yeah. Um, and then I read something like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with this Star Trek, one, I'm like, 
I'd probably help if I really was into like yeah. the McCoy, Spock, and I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to write Spock because yeah, I true. feel like he's very reserved mm-hmm. and a lot of it would be you need Nimoy's expressions. Yeah. And in a book, it's just like, Spock looked concerned. Mm. I'm like, well, how concerned? Yeah. <laughs> what concern does that look like? <laughs> he always looks concerned. He's Spock. Uh. Um, I think the one who comes across best so far is McCoy because maybe oh, yeah. his dialogue is easier. It's to probably write. true in just, Time Trap, too. Just uh, cantankerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well meaning at the same time. Yeah. If you're ever going to riff on a Star Trek character, I think McCoy would be the one. It's about any grumpy old thing you can think of yeah. would sound right. Yep. So, uh, All right. Is that it for you? Reading yeah, this? I'm reading some other stuff. Okay. Um, I'm try- well, I've been having a bunch of stuff that I checked out please that share. I've been like, trying to cruise through. So yeah. I've got uh, Batman. Oh, no. The Dark Knight Returns Master Race. Oh, yeah. And also like um, uh, your Batman, I Am Bane. Okay. So, yeah. But it's read by Strong Bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, like that. There's a there's a Batman. What is it? An audio book, right? It's your audio book. Yeah, man. yeah. And the guy who, No Man's Land. The guy who reads Bane. Yeah. Just sounds exactly like Strong Bad. Yeah. And if you don't know who Strong Bad is, do yourself a favor. Yeah, look him up. Homestarrunner.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, let's dive into some advance notices. You know what? Before we get into that, though, speaking of mm-hmm. book and literary news. Wait, did you watch any movies? Just Ant Man. What about the Raid Two? No, I didn't watch the Raid Two. But I gave you the code. I know to you watched the Raid. I know 2. you did. Thank you so much. You didn't watch it? No, I didn't. Nick has gotten into. I haven't seen the, the digital. Uh, I don't think you need to. I don't know that I've gotten into. What? What? Just digital copies. Digital copies. Movies, yeah. yeah. I always used to just throw them away, and now I just yeah. You know, add them to my little yeah. account. So Nick's asked me anytime I get digital copies. If you don't want them to to give them, and I don't do that. Just gonna throw them in the garbage. So yeah, I've been sending him the Send digital them my co- way. Thank you so much. Digital copies too that have been yeah, working anyway. Sometimes so don't. gave him uh, a it's, couple it's numbers. It's super easy. I mean, yeah. if anybody out there is still buying discs yeah. and you get that digital copy, yeah. it's probably worth going on the website. And I gave them. him, uh, I've been giving him some numbers without telling him the movies. So the, now movie, he's the, the Movies Anywhere the app too. is nice because you yeah. can uh, you can combine all different, right. you know, digital copy things into one okay. setting. So yeah. anyway. I tried to give you a copy of Fifty Shades Freed. Yes. But it didn't a, work. What a funny joke that would have been. <sighs> that would have been great. I kept waiting. I'm like, now it you wasn't, own it forever. It wasn't to be. So, but how was that movie in general? Fifty Shades Freed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's, it's, we just bought it for our collection. I think they're still coming out. I think there's still a third uh, from his perspective book that that author is putting out. There was a second one? Yes, there was. Yeah. Gray... Uh, darker i think is the second oh, one. Oh, and then the next one is just freed probably freed yeah okay yeah um well we just got that and black panther yeah like the oh cool that the february movies yeah I guess, yeah okay are, have started to come in our nice. dvd collection nice also we just got a bill pullman movie yeah bill pullman's huge hometown here? hero local yeah. guy yeah so a western I'm, i met him once at alfred university he was wow. very polite yeah signed really? my copy of uh, while you were sleeping huh I I would have taken Spaceballs, but my wife loves While You Were Sleeping. Right. And Bill Pullman's not on the cover of the Spaceballs DVD, so. Oh, no. It's the whole thing. Yeah. I would have, Independence yep. Day would have been mine. Yep. What about the back half of A League of Their Own? I've never seen A League of Their Own. Jeez, Louise. I know. Or Newsies. I guess you could have him sign Newsies. Was he in Newsies? Yeah. He's right. the... He's Denton. He's a reporter. Hold on. I'm, I never finished Newsies. It's long. Okay. Um, Christian Bale's in it. He does a lot of dance fighting. Yeah. <laughs> A young Christian Bale. I guess I can't believe you've never watched League of Their Own. Yeah, it's I don't so know how funny. it's happened. It's Tom yeah, Hanks. I know. I, know, I mean, I know. it's we not have... Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is in it. It's a lot of very Madonna funny women. And... Madonna, yeah. was it Madonna, Gina Davis, and Rosie O'Donnell? Is that right? And a few other people. And a few others. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who plays Gina Davis's sister. Okay. I can't remember the actress. 
Well, this is really funny. The conclusion of our League of Their Own Spotlight. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'll try to watch it before next episode. Okay. I'll let you know what I think. What I was going to say before you interrupted me Me. was I wanted to offer my congratulations to the Monday Club. The Monday Club, uh, a group that's been active for 125 years. This is their 125th year. Uh, The original... the original makeup of that group is the one who led to the founding of the David A. Howe Public Library. So, That's us. Um, thank you very much, Monday Club, and congratulations on 125 years uh, continuing to meet and continuing to do good things for the community. So, well done. Yeah. The the tea party was great today. It was a really good tea, really good cake, and uh, a lot of people showed up. A lot of people from out of town who've been past members of the Monday Club, and we had some um, memorabilia out on display. Some of the earliest, uh, like 1893 uh, minutes and that sort of thing. So it was a pretty neat historical display. So anyway, mm-hmm. congratulations to the Monday Club. Congratulations. Yes. Now let's take a look at some... Uh... Well, I had some sad news for you. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Margaret Margaret Kidder? Margot Kidder? Margot Kidder. The movie's Lois Lane. Has passed away. Oh, she has. Today. Oh, that's... Wow. 69 years old. That's too bad. Gone. Yeah, she was in... Well, all four. She was yeah, only, all she four only, Superman. She only cameos in number three, because there's a little bit of a war going on with the producers. So she's in mm. it for just a second. And she recurred on Smallville as well. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Oh. Big name in the Superman mythos. Yes. Well, well thanks for letting me know. Sorry, man. I'm I didn't sorry. know if you knew. It was on Facebook. I didn't. No, I hadn't heard. So... Uh, let's look at some advanced notices. Wow, you are unaffected from <laughs> you're just moving around. Either either you don't care or you the show must care go on. so much that yeah. you're just fighting through all these feelings. Yeah, I've, I've gone dead. Thought, I've gone dead inside. Okay. <laughs> uh, new from Ann Tyler. So murderer. No, you got to stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to start trying to figure out which authors are yeah, murderers yeah. and which aren't. It's not Ann Tyler. Okay. Uh, Ann Tyler, beloved author, Ann Tyler. She was one of the very first... Murderer of sales. Yes, you're right. (laughs) Our very first contemporary classics book club (gasps) was an Ann Tyler book, The Beginner's Goodbye. And then Mm. last year, I think we did Patchwork Planet. So a lot of uh, of love for Ann Tyler here in this library. She's always a a popular favorite. So I'm sure Mm. folks will be delighted to hear that by July, her new book will be out. And it is called Clock Dance Hmm. by Ann Tyler. Okay. Uh, Willa Drake can count on one hand the defining moments of her life. When she was 11 and her mother disappeared, being proposed to at 21, the accident that would make her a widow at 41, at each of these moments, Willa ended up on a path laid out for her by others. Mm. So when she receives a phone call telling her that her son's ex-girlfriend has been shot and needs her help, she drops everything and flies across the country. The -the spur-of-the-moment decision to look after this woman and her nine-year-old daughter and her dog will lead Willa into uncharted territory surrounded by new and surprising neighbors. She is plunged into the rituals that make a community and takes pleasure in the most unexpected things. A bittersweet novel of hope and regret, fulfillment and renewal, Clock Dance brings us the everyday life of a woman who decides it's never too late to change direction and choose your own path. Says Leanne Moriarty, author of Big Little Lies, she is and always will be my favorite author. So high praise from Leanne Moriarty. It's high praise. (laughs) Uh, Oh, speak of the devil. New from Timothy Zahn. Oh, I thought you meant Nicolas Cage. We have a sequel to Thrawn, which came out last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The new one is called Alliances. Grand Uh. Admiral Thrawn and Darth Vader ally against a threat to the empire in this new novel from best-selling author timothy zahn uh i did not like thrawn yeah i was very disappointed in it yeah but him teaming up with darth vader is kind of intriguing <laughs> to me <laughs> okay <laughs> so i was ready to say that there's no way i'm gonna read this because that other one yeah. was so boring but yeah. the problem with the other one uh-huh. is that 
really there's no other Star Wars characters in it. And so Thrawn always is kind of like set alone. Mm-hmm. So by bringing him into the canon, I thought they were going to kind of like say, mm-hmm. here's how he fits in with these other characters. And they didn't. And mm-hmm. it kind of ends with like, this is Darth Vader. Spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, and this one, they're going to be teaming up. It's what a buddy cop movie. When you find out that going on the road, Thrawn and Vader are the same person. <gasps> yeah. Confusing. Yeah. I might read this. I, we'll see. We'll see if I break down. Okay. Read it. I've, it's been a while since I've read a, a Star Wars thing that I've liked. Oh, that you've liked? Yeah. yeah you're a little know. cranky pants. Am I? Yeah. You, oh, Star you Wars. kind of stopped reading Star Wars. I read some last year. Well, I know last year. Well, f- for the movie. Yeah. There's a new movie coming out. No, I'm not ten, reading anything for the solo movie. Ten days from now. Oh, my word. I read Last Shot. As that's I, true. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Have we ordered the YA novel that's coming out? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. Maybe. <laughs> didn't mean to put you on the spot. It's a YA uh, Han boy. Solo movie? Well, yeah. I guess I like the Poe Dameron series okay. YA Solo. Mm. Uh, solo no. Star Wars. No, I've been, on a, I've been on a kick of not liking Star Wars yeah. books. Sorry, I've been liking the comics. Have you been reading the comics? I've been reading Dr. Afro now. Okay. I have to wait because the app. Oh, the six-month delay. Yeah, hey, That's right. what's, this, uh, what's this book called? Oh, I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. And finally, in our advanced notices, we have a large print title oh. uh, from Kay Hooper coming out, Hold Back the Dark. This is her Bishop slash Special Crimes Unit, uh, book number 18. So if you're a fan of this series, you probably already know about this. If you're not... Uh, this comes out in July, and you got 17 books to read before this comes Whew. out. So yeah, get going. Be careful. Actually, we'll have this in large print in June, so even less time. Uh, <laughs> an SCU team investigates an inex- inexplicable string of murders committed by men and women with no memory of their crimes in the latest in this New York Times bestselling series. Mm. Mm. No memory, they say. Yeah, they need the memory man. <gasps> they do. Yeah. David Belzacci's. David Belzacci's memory man, everyone. Star Wars. But you don't have to do this right now. In <laughs> fact, I'm begging you not to do this. Billy Bob Thornton has a show on Amazon? There's too many shows. I know that makes me sound like an old man, mm, but there's yeah. too many shows. Yeah. It's not you. It's the kids who are wrong. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That's a Simpsons uh, reference. Hit us with the New York Times bestseller list. All right. Uh, what Nick hasn't told you guys is that I named my baseball bat the New York Times bestsellers list. Okay. So now I'm just going to hit Nick with the baseball bat. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I... This is stupid. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be funny or not. Look, I don't know. I mo- did Most it. Wanted. Most Wanted by Ray Carson is the is the Star Wars book that you're mm. looking for. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I did the Jedi mind trick, everyone, but you couldn't see it. Yeah, it didn't work. That doesn't mean you shouldn't tell us what's on the New York Times right. bestseller list. Oh, yeah, list. Star Wars yeah. Most Wanted. You definitely I don't know if I ordered this one. All right, hit it. New York Times okay. bestseller list. Uh, for the hardcover adult fiction. Yes. Because both nonfiction and the YA has not changed. They have not changed in many a weeks. So I don't know what we're waiting for. Okay. Something big. Yeah. A new, a new uh, expose book or a new wow. book about uh, current gifts, oh. I guess. <laughs> you hear this last, Matt? <laughs> so number 10 on this hardcover list for fiction, you have The Hellfire Club by Jake Taper. Uh, this is not to do with the X-Men Hellfire Club, this but stars I think a lot of people don't think that. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, no. As Sebastian Shaw. Yep. January Jones. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is January Jones? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon will be playing January Jones that is in a the weird Hellfire choice. Um, all right, number nine. They got him playing Donald Pierce of all characters, too. Strange. <laughs> so why would you cast January Jones as Donald yeah, Pierce? Really confusing. Um, two weeks on the list Charlie Motter, a World War II veteran and a likely congressman. 
Is he? Gets entangled in a dangerous series of events in 1950s DC. This is tied with number nine, which is Little Fires Everywhere ah. by Celeste NG. Is that the other one? Was that the Jake Tapper book? The Hellfire Club? No. After that. Little Fires Everywhere? Oh, I thought there was one in between. All right, I'm with you now. Ten and nine. All right, ten and nine. Eight. Ten and nine are tied. Okay, what's eight? Eight, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Mm-hmm. South Carolina lawyer learns about the questionable practices of a Tennessee orphanage. Turns out the Soylent Green is people oh. at the orphanage. Wow. But they also have a great, like, exit mm. quota. Mm. So, uh, number seven. It would also help the budget. Yeah, probably. What are the orphans eating? Right. Soylent Green. Ugh. Too dark. <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, number seven. Adjustment Day by Chuck... Uh, Palutnuk. Nope. Palanuk. Oh, yeah. I know who you mean. Really? Yeah. How would you say his last name? I wouldn't. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You now, th- this is the one with Matt Damon where he wears fedoras. What? Oh, that's the Adjustment Bureau. Sorry. Ah, uh, okay. Th- thanks for just... <laughs> I just put that set up there and you were like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I and it just plopped right on the ground. I couldn't think of a movie where he wears fedoras. It's the Adjustment Bureau. With him and Emily Blunt. Oh, the hat, the fedora. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was not an entertaining movie. Yeah. Neither is this conversation. I so. watched that on an airplane. Two things in common. I think I watched that on a like outgoing flight, and yeah. then we watched The Informant on the incoming flight. That's the one that uh, uh, Barack Obama razzed him on. Yeah. Matt Damon said he wasn't too happy with his performance, and yeah. Barack Obama was like, well, I just saw the Adjustment Bureau <laughs> right back at you. Yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty solid burn. Yeah. Hey, can you, I guess, back away from your mic a little bit? Oh my gosh! Or not? No, no, no. you're fine. No, Never no. mind. Yeah. No, let's. What else we got? Do do you do what you want I'm to do? Stab you with a letter opener <laughs> if you don't tell me what number seven is. <laughs> number, it's the adjustment day. All right, number six then. Uh, young men take on a uh, geriatric politicians who are push. What did you just do? Pushing toward the country toward a third world war. Huh. Adjustment huh. day. Huh. Number six, the Forgotten Road. Oh, this is Richard Paul Evans. Oh, is it about Christmas? It's no, it's may hmm. so all right the Confusing. second book in the christmas in may series <laughs> what <laughs> Whoa. uh in the broken road series after oh. surviving a plane crash a man decides to walk the length of route 66 okay he's walking it wow yeah and just like superman did and that superman yeah, goes for a superman, walk superman grounded yeah yeah so remember how good that was at the end he went for a walk and then he stopped uh well it's start good it's <laughs> unlike that sentence Nothing. Nick okay. didn't. Nick wasn't aware that he said it's start good. Oh, so we're yeah. just gonna keep moving on. It started good. There we go. Number five, the perfect mother, Ami Malloy. A missing. Oh, Happy Mother's Day. Oh yeah. So, do anything fun for Mother's Day? Yeah. Well, we tried to go to Cracker Barrel, but the line was around the building. Sure. So Moms we went to Denny's. Cracker Barrel. Oh that yeah. That was fun. And then we went to Charcoal Corral over yeah. in uh, Perry. Yeah. Pretty good times. How was your Denny's? Uh, good. Did you have any Star Wars themed pancakes? I had Han Solo themed pancakes. Nice. Uh, they come with Pop Rocks that you're supposed to put on. I don't top. understand that. I didn't put the Pop Rocks on. Okay. I'm not that All right. brave, I guess. I'd... All right. A missing baby unnerves a group of new mothers who meet in a prospect park twice a week. So that's the perfect mother. New this week. Huh. Also new this week, The Mars Room by Rachel Kushner. It's not what you think. It's just a bunch of people eating Mars bars. Oh, uh, and having a Delicious. meeting. It's set in the 50s, though, so they're they're mm. kind of sexist, mm-hmm. but it's mainly about the Mars bars, yeah, I believe. Sure. A woman in sep- uh, is separated from her son when she begins two consecutive life sentences in a California correctional facility. Wow. Well, that's different than both. What different. Yeah. yeah. It's, a very, it's not candy related the at Mars all. The Mars rooms. Yep. Uh, number three, Twisted Prey by John Sanford. 
number two, The Fallen by David Baldacci. And number one, it is a memory man. Yes. Number one is new this week. It's James Patterson and Maxine uh, Maxine Pietro. It's the 17th suspect. Oh, boy. The latest installment in the Woman's Murder Club series. Man. Detective Lindsay Boxer searches for a killer. Get this. In San Francisco. Ooh. Yeah. I left my heart in San Francisco, and then it was murdered. Oh my gosh! By whoever they're looking for. I don't. I don't get it. I understand that uh, John Sanford, David Baldacci, and these Women's Murder Club, Maxine Pietro books uh-huh. are our top circulating books Correct. here at the David A. Howe. But I don't understand why, because I don't like any of them. Oh snap! I, I guess the Sanford one, if you don't mind, like Grizzle. I Grizzle. I, I get it. You know, uh-huh. they're grizzly. Okay. But the Maxine Pietro stuff and Baldacci, I just don't, I don't get it. Hmm. We'll keep buying them yeah. for you, for you kind folks, but yeah, Nick doesn't get it. But they're like our most popular. That's what I led with. S- yeah. Series. Absolutely. So, but you're, you're always go against the curve. Oh, this Do is I? a YA book. This Han Solo book. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's I thought it was like a Juve boy. book. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Is that it? Is that the whole bestseller list? Yeah. Number one was the 17th suspect. Pretty exciting. So it's not just us who... Yeah, his patrons love it. Everybody loves it's it. It's the world. Yeah, it is the so. world. It's his most popular thing. Period. Um, Patterson, probably. or would you still say not Alex Cross? What's I, his thing? No, Alex, Alex Cross. Cross is his thing. But I would maybe give it to Women's Murder Club. Wow, as the most popular. Okay. Yeah. Good for that series then. I think is so. is it like the the one about the the people who solve mysteries in Africa? Number one ladies detective yes. agency. By Alexander McCall Smith. Yes. No, the Women's Murder Club <laughs> is like there's a there's a f- they're all women. Uh-huh. So there's like a, a judge and a homicide detective and a forensic like a medical examiner, um, and they're you know like the Women's Murder Club. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not that it's a bad concept. It's just the, they're so poorly written. Snap. But you know who am I to talk? Because I like NYPD Red, and those are terribly written. So yeah. I guess it's just something that the people have tapped into. But anyway. Let the music play. Uh, that that lovely song that you just heard is a good indicator that it's time. Don't stop. Eric's trying to peek at the Lonely Hearts Book Club. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> how this works for new listeners, and if you're new, you got 142 episodes prior to this, so yeah. pause this. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to. You can keep <laughs> listening. Uh, we run a report and we see some of the things that haven't gotten much attention. Yeah. We've got a great collection of books in the stacks. Yeah. Uh, some are real bad. Mm-hmm. Some have been here forever. Yeah. Uh, some are new, but still bad. Yeah. And some are right in the middle. And in that weird place uh-huh. falls My Father's Fighter. Why does the guy on the back look like Clint Eastwood? By Ronald K. Fried. Clint Eastwood, do you think? I don't know. Turn it around again. Yeah. He looks very confused. So let's let's talk back cover. The okay. back <laughs> cover has some some blurbs. Yeah. Half of it is red with blurbs on it. The other half is a man sort of looking off into the distance like he's in a parking lot and can't find where his car is. Mm-hmm. Or he tried to mount a horse and then right. uh, lost his balance and the horse ran away and now he's in the middle yeah. of a he, field. He looks like Andrew Garfield if his father was Clint Eastwood. He looks like Anthony Perkins in the middle of Psycho. Huh. <laughs> so I don't know. Say But say what you want about... Uh, Ronald K. Freed, but Publishers Weekly said that his clever, well-developed characters helped make this book a literary knockout. Yeah. 
So the book is called My Father's Fighter. Okay. Uh, let's let's describe the cover, won't you? All right, it's a boxing ring. Got the corner of a boxing ring in black and white. Yes. A little hazy. Looks like Raging Bull without De Niro. Yeah, if De Niro was not in Raging Bull, yeah. that's what it should be. We got a red font, yeah. and we got an empty boxing ring. So yep. something tells me... This book. This is going to be about the sweet science. So let's see what's inside. The sweet science? Here is... <laughs> here is... <laughs> here's the blurb. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. You're about to get blurb. Blurb so it to me. Be careful. It is the willful destruction of neurological matter for the entertainment of many and the profit of a few. That's It is the true. rich exploiting the poor. It is the sacrifice of human flesh, yet it has its appeal. Mm. This is the often degrading, sometimes exhilarating world of boxing, mm. where questions of race, class, violence, and sexuality linger in the air. In My Father's Fighter, Vincent Rosen, a 35-year-old Manhattan English teacher, inherits the management of a prize fighter from his father, Sully, a prosperous <laughs> garment district wheeler-dealer. The fighter is Mickey Davis, a white, lightweighted, heavy contender with a doomed air, a reputation for dirty fighting, and more neuroses and sexual obsessions than Vincent's privileged adolescent students. Hmm. With his Ivy League education, inherited wealth, and bookish nature, Vincent definitely does not share his father's passion for boxing, yet he is slowly seduced by the fight world. Are you with me so far? Yes. Ritzy guy. Uh-huh. Dad dies. Yeah. In the will. Yeah. He's willed a sluggish Rocky type. Yeah. He, he, he willed him a person. He willed him a person. Right. Vincent must soon do business with Mickey's trainer, Harry Gainsworth, an alligator. He's not an alligator. <laughs> oh, that'd I just be fine. if you're listening. It's Wally Gator. That, is okay. This, is I'm in match. now. I'm super in. <laughs> I, th- I needed something to pull you if, back. If, can we just cast this as Hanna-Barbera characters? Yeah, Who sure. would be playing the spunky guy? Uh, the fighter? Yeah. It's Ooh. it's going to be one of the... What's the doggy oh, do? Doggy, what's... Augie Doggy? Oh, Augie Doggy? Yeah, yeah, it could be Augie Doggy. Who's the kid? Oh, that's... It's Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. All right. Doggy Daddy died. Dog, oh. Gave... <laughs> gave Augie Doggy. Augie Doggy the boxing ring. Okay. All right. <laughs> and the boxer is Quick Draw McGraw? Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, a Quick Draw who's like... Near the end, like yeah. his days of Elkabon over the hill, done over the hill. Yeah, his guitar okay. has not been picked up in years. Where were we? <laughs> okay, uh, Vincent, uh, who we're saying is Augie Doggy, yeah. <laughs> must soon do business with Mickey, who we're saying is Wally Gator. No, no, Mickey's the fighter. Oh, Mickey's the fighter. So, so that's Elkabon McGraw. Yeah, uh, Harry Gainsworth, who we're saying is. The Gator, Wally right. Gator. Wally Gator An is autodidactic former fighter with theories on everything from black-white relations to why fight managers are no better than pimps. Lurking in the background are Sully Rosen's loquacious ex-con bookies mm. and Sully's attorney, <laughs> a cherubic charmer who always has a table at the best mob joint in town. Mm-hmm. Vincent's sexy, droll doctor wife, Elizabeth. <laughs> sexy, droll doctor wife. Yeah. <laughs> Penelope Pitstop? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> the beautiful daughter of a Park Avenue building superintendent, quickly Dick Dastardly, sure. quickly comes to see her husband's encounter with the fight world as a crucible that will determine their future. Yeah. My father's fighter is a comic tale. I did not pick that up. <laughs> I did not pick that yeah, up. Even with the Hanna-Barbera From anything I read. Somehow the Hanna-Barbera character- characters made it darker. Made it more serious, yeah. absolutely. My father's fighter is a comic tale that moves from the privileged streets of the Upper East Side and the yeah. masculine milieu of boxing gyms to the high mm-hmm. roller casinos and down-and-out bars of Las Vegas where Vincent Rosen is left to contemplate the ways he is both like and unlike his unlucky fighter. Okay. 
Top Cat is definitely one of those uh, the people they the were monsters. talking the monsters. The monsters, yeah. Top, Top Cat Cat's is a monster. Over there. Okay. Uh, probably McGilla Gorilla is somebody's muscle. I think so. So just yeah. walking around at fixing things, yeah. if you will. Yep. And uh, what about Grape Ape? Grape Ape? I'm not sure. Okay. And Huckleberry Finn has to be in there somehow. Oh yeah. Because he's he's pretty important. You to mean that. Huckleberry Hound? But I'm I'm right with right. You. I mean Huckleberry yeah. Hound. Uh, not the classic Mark Twain character. <laughs> yeah. Huck Finn yeah. is in there convincing. No, that's Tom Sawyer. It can't now. be because there's not nearly enough racism in here for it to well, be. Well, you don't know. You haven't that's read it yet. That's true. You're right. All right. Chapter one. This is a comic tale. It's a comic tale. Told. Funnier comic... than the Hanna Barbera version could be. Comic tale. All right. Uh, again, for those of you just joining us, yeah. My Father's Fighter, a novel by Ronald K. Fried. Yeah. One. Mickey Davis's left hand soaks in an ice-filled aluminum champagne bucket. You have to read it as Wally Gator. (laughs) With an orange label on its front. (laughs) He sits on the floor against a wall in the corner of an unlit and unfurnished room in the shadows of a sunny April afternoon. Mm -hmm. We're in downtown Brooklyn. Two flights above a gym in an attic space that, according to a hand-printed sign on the half-open door beside me, is a private dressing room. Mickey wears two ancient sweatshirts, a stained red one with its sleeves cut off top, an even older frayed gray one. Hmm. Classic. So this is a classic. Augie Doggy. Yeah, Augie Doggy. Okay. The layers of thick cotton make Mickey's chest and shoulders seem monumental. <laughs> his legs are extended in front of him on the floor, and an olive green army blanket covers his lower body. A space heater is beside him no more than three feet away. Uh, though the room, like the gym below it, is overheated and smells of stale sweat. Ugh. Mickey is shrouded in a mood of exhaustion, silence, and complaint. A clean white <laughs> towel hangs over the sides of Mickey's head like an Arab headdress. From where I stand at the... Is it okay to say Arab, Arab headdress? I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess if it's coming from Augie Doggy, yeah, maybe? Yeah, you could sell it. From where I stand at the entrance to the room, I can't see the often photographed bruised face. Though the towel through the towel comes a voice that is familiar from TV from the interview that followed the only fight of his I've ever seen. I'm mm. cold, he says. <laughs> Was that you your Augie Doggy impression no, at the end? Just, uh, the I'm cold. Augie Doggy would be like, I'm cold. It's like a high pitch. Yeah. And Doggy Daddy's like, come on, little buddy. You know. I thought he was more raspy. Yeah. I'm like, come on, little. There we go. Yeah, that's Augie Doggy. Like yeah. yeah. Let's go get an ice cream cone. Yeah. Like that. Do you think uh, Peter Potamus owns hmm. the the hmm. ring? And yeah, like, I do. And so like he, he sits in the he, box. He comes by for rent and everything. I think he does. Talks about how dreadful uh, boxing is as a sport, but he can't get enough of it. How do you feel about this? Any, it's fine. Anything pulling me in? It's fine so far. It's not bad. I, I, I. One thing that intrigues me is <laughs> the Hanna Barbera connection. It starts with their first meeting, uh-huh. which is an interesting. I guess I expected it to have already happened. Oh, I expected it to either like. You thought he already inherited. You yeah. thought the the realization that he inherited and meeting the guy yeah, was going to be skipped I, yeah, over? Yeah, I sort of thought that we'd we'd be like right into the thick no. of it. Or, uh-huh. or that we'd get a chapter maybe with dad still around. Oh. So for it to just start right in with him walking in the room yeah. and the two characters meeting. I guess I, I expected kind of a, a phone call being like, time for the will. Yeah. You you get this person. Yeah. Your dad apparently so owned a, a person it's legally. An, it's an interesting choice to start there. Yeah. It's a good point in the story to jump yeah. in. Uh, the present tense writing is interesting. First mm. person is interesting. Uh, I don't know. It could work. Yeah. Have you read any like boxing? Have I read any boxing any books? Boxing I read novels? A, the Boxer and the Spy, Robert B. Parker. Robert B. Yes. Parker. It's a YA book written for adults. Um, <laughs> it was fine, but no, I haven't really read any boxing okay. books. There was one. I'm trying to remember the title of it because it was one of those. Do you know the hard case hard case crime imprint? Mm, no. You, we see those all the time. They come through and they find. Then yes. <laughs> the, pre- the 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 purpose of those is to find 
authors who maybe publish some things not under their own name mm-hmm. or unpublished books by well-known authors and they kind of pull them back and they're these have kind of a vintage feel. Right. The one that I read was part of that. I think it was called Casino Casino Royale? Moon, Casino oh, Moon uh, by Peter Blonner. And that was really good. That was a, kind of a, a similar story, I think. So I would recommend Casino Moon mm. if anybody's interested in an old 50 style boxing. I haven't even seen a lot of boxing movies. Yeah. I would have seen Rocky. Yeah. Creed. Yeah. The Fighter mm-hmm. and Real Steel. Yeah. That's I've seen Grudge it. Match too. Oh, there you if go. If you want to count Grudge Match. Was it funny? Yeah. It was probably worth watching. All right. I haven't seen Raging Bull. Oh, oh, I have seen Raging Bull. Good. So I can count that. Uh, it's fine. Oh. I mean, it's you know considered one of the greatest movies of all time. Sure. But it's not one of my favorite Scorsese okay. films. It's more of a character piece than uh, like look at what kind of like a loser this guy is who... Okay made it big and then blew it all do you like rocky uh the first one yeah yes yeah i love rocky yeah it it, the series gets weird Mm -hmm. i think belboa is a good like rocky belboa kind of gets it back Mm -hmm. creed's very good yeah and there's one in there i can't remember which one but there's one where he's kind of like cocky like he's i guess maybe it's rocky three maybe i don't know rocky four rocky four is that dolph lundgren no, yes. Yeah, no, like I don't a, like Dol- I don't like four or five. Okay. Probably one, two, and three two, are, are okay. All right, two is kind of... I love one. Yeah. All right. I love one, two is weird. I think I, I don't think people like three, but I did like three Okay, with, with Clubber. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyway, uh, back to... That's been our spotlight on the Rocky <laughs> films. <laughs> That's my bet. Oh. That's trademarked. Okay. So please don't do that. How about the Rambo films? I haven't seen them. You'd like the first one. Really? Yeah. Aren't they like super violent? The first one... Yes, but the first one is a bit more serious than I think the Rambo reputation. Uh, it it kind of deals it it is an action movie, but it's also dealing with like the PTSD mm. and uh, of veterans from the Vietnam War. Okay, and how society just kind of like was like we're not going to deal with this, and then Rambo's like, yes, you are. I loved Tango and Cash when I was oh. like in high school. Have you ever seen that? Uh, Kurt no. Russell and Sylvester Stallone. They no. play Tango and Cash. Okay. Terry Hatcher's in it. Right. She's one of their sisters. Okay. I loved it back in the day. Okay. Who knows if it's still good? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Let me give you a little more. Okay. Uh, though Mickey is from Pittsburgh, his accent, now that I hear it in person, is surprisingly Southern. And I wonder if he doesn't exaggerate its twang to sound somehow tougher. I can't tell the book from you actually just having a conversation with me right now. That's a compliment to my reading, so thank you. Thank you. Acting. And my groin hurts. All right, guess if that's me or the book. Uh, it's. I'm going to say it's the book because you're not doing what you normally do when that's happening, mm-hmm. which is just screaming, yeah. my groin hurts. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Trick question, though. It's a little of both. Oh, no, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine, folks. This, this was some real, uh, real drama. Back to Bicky's hurting groin. He takes the <laughs> towel from his head and places it neatly on the floor. Huh? With his crushed nose and puffy, scarred brow, Mickey looks almost too much like a fighter. He's the young tough with a painful past who will die a hero or die a lout. Either way, as those of us who have seen movies like this immediately know, the kid is doomed. I don't like when they reference like media and things. I don't like when they're like when books are like this is like something out of a book. Mm. So okay, if, well, <laughs> there's a lot of that that you won't like. You think in life? Yeah, lots of movies and things are like this is just like a movie. Yeah, this isn't like the movies, bro. Uh, yeah, I don't like those. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay, so even him being like, 
He's basically being like, you know, like Rocky. He's like Rocky. Sure. He looks like Rocky. Yeah. Only like trying to do it in a clever way. I was yeah. familiar too. All right. Uh, you feel anything? Uh, what? Are you, Either that... way, as those of us who have <laughs> seen just... movies, movies Were like you this, asking that or immediately know the kid is doomed. Right. Mickey removes the blanket from his lower body, and I see that four plastic bags are tied to his groin and hips by what look like multicolored belts from terry cloth bathrobes. A lot of uh, groin-related dialogue. A lot of groin, yeah. uh, groin-related, exactly. Yeah, is it grinding? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. The layers of rag-like clothing in the grocery bags bring to mind a homeless schizoid. I don't know. A holy man following his own private religion. What's, huh. what's in the bags, I ask? Ice. Ice. Yeah. yeah. Mickey lifts his left hand from the bucket on his side and holds up an enormous frozen reddish fist. He dries off his hand with the towel he's worn over his head and again lays it flat on the floor with the solemnity of a worshiper caring for his prayer rug. Little, little bit of purple prose here in uh, mm. Mr. Freed's books. Mr. Fried, Freed. What do you think? Uh, fried, fried, straight up fried. Yeah. Okay. Like fried K. Yep. Chicken. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's go in. Let's go into the book a little bit and let's see if things pick up. Pick All up right. for who? Why don't you take it? What really? Go. To, yeah. Go to chapter nine. Hey, did you plan this? No, I just grabbed it randomly. Mm. All right. It is three thirty in the afternoon as I sit downtown. Number. As I sit on the downtown number six train headed for the weigh-in, for what I am beginning to think of as the big fight, Harry has assured me that the outcome of tomorrow night's bout is not in question. Mickey will win. My only question are how the fight will end and whether Mickey will win in an impressive but not too intimidating fashion, thus ensuring himself a match with his once and likely future conqueror, Nightstick Johnson. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and find out why you handed me. No, the I just I just <laughs> like opened I'm, a random I'm section for his like. There's no. And if you thought my groin hurt before, there's no. Let me describe no what's bit. going on now. There's no bit. Okay, <laughs> but you know, you holding the book like that is just giving me another look of the author on the back. It's creepy. Yeah, he he looks like the husband from a Lifetime movie, Michael Keaton. Now that he's up close, no, he doesn't look like Michael Keaton. He he looks like he looks like he has a promising political career that's about to take off, and then he accidentally kills his mistress. That's not Michael Keaton to you? Cover no. Okay, maybe it's this part. Michael Keaton? No. Michael he Keaton. Looks scary. Okay. No, I don't see it at all. All right. Imagine him saying it's showtime. I don't see it at and all. And then reading this book to you. No. With a slight mania. Like with Beetlejuice. Okay. Uh, okay. Go on. Is, is somebody going to pop out? This is not out? a trick. Okay. It's weird. It's I just, scary. I just wanted to hear some of it. There are no more fixed fights like they have in the old movies. At least that I is know that of. Is that true? Yeah. Jeez. At least that I know of, Harry told me yesterday in the gym. But what's a fixed fight? It's when everyone knows who's going to win. So if you get a name fighter like Mickey and you put him on a cheap cable TV against a guy who can't fight or a guy like we're fighting who can't fight no more, everyone knows who's going to win. Mickey, the fellow who's making more money. You don't take no risk for short, uh, for short money, but it ain't a fixed fight because Vasquez is going to try but can't do it because he's old and sh- he's shot. Hmm. Yeah. And then I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. And then it says, wow, you just incepted me, just like in that movie Inception. Whoa. (laughs) And this book predates that. Yeah. That's the real Inception. That is. That is. I don't know. I was kind of intrigued in the beginning, but... Just because of that one line, like how it's like, well, not in the movies. Two. That's two. Yeah. And that's just random. So it's probably every chapter is like, oh, no. Yeah. They're in... Back to X Factor. Yes. The very first volume of X Factor would actually be a five-issue miniseries that Peter David wrote about Multiple Man. Mm. And throughout the whole series, Multiple Man, Jamie Madrix, is going around talking about how noir everything is. And it's just, that was annoying because... 
Peter David's trying to write a noir style story, but you also have Madrix going around telling us how everything is noir. He's like, whoa, it doesn't get much more okay. noir than that. And I feel like that's how you feel. How I felt about that is how you feel about uh, this book referencing movies. Hmm. Because it's like, yes, I get it. Noir is a genre. It's a genre that you're writing. Right. You don't have this. These are genre tropes. Yeah, it's annoying. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to put this in a no thank you oh. situation. Right. Uh, the book came out in, it was added to our collection in 2004. It did have one checkout uh, shortly after it was added. Mm-hmm. Original cover price, $24. Wow. That yep. is a small book, though. You it could is. have that done in an afternoon. Yeah, that's about 190. You could Robopocalypse that. You could. Robopocalypse, because I read Robopocalypse in a day. Okay. You need to have that knowledge before you understand yeah, that. Yeah, that would help. You could Robopocalypse yeah. that. Referencing your own history could yeah, be a little... With... <laughs> So it has a few rating, or yeah, a few ratings on Goodreads, uh-huh. kind of middle of the road. What's threes, the star rating? Fours. The average star rating yeah. is a three point three. Ooh, that's not that's not encouraging. Yeah, Ronald K. Freed has three other books uh, according to Goodreads. He has a nonfiction book on boxing trainers, which came out in the nineties. Hmm. Corner Men, great boxing trainers, and then he has one called Christmas in Paris two thousand two, hmm. which is about network television post nine eleven, a novel. Those reviews are not kind. So <laughs> maybe he's not great. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah, the sparseness of the cover and the shortness of the book uh, intrigues me more. Like I'd pick it up. I'd be more likely to read this book because of how undemanding the cover is, and by how quick it looks like it will be to read. It looks like nonfiction to me. I mean, I know it says a novel yeah. on it, so if you ignore that, yeah. I would think that it was kind of a... The a, summary of the of the book and like the size, I'm like, oh, this could be a quick, interesting read. Wait a minute. What? Are you committing on Mike to read wow! this book? Wow! It's only 175 pages. Are you going to do it? This is about the same size as that Star Trek book you gave me. Yeah. So you going to do it? Maybe. I haven't read a boxing book. No, okay. I have. Boxing and the Spy. Mm. Maybe. All right, so your, your recommendation for a boxing book is Boxing and the Spy no. by Robert Parker. No. Oh, you didn't like it? No. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't like it. Okay. I don't. I have no boxing recommendations. Watch Real Steel. It's robots fighting each other, but it's Hugh Jackman. It's great. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in Robert Parker, episode twenty-eight. Yeah. If you're interested in Hugh Jackman, did we do a Hugh Jackman? A spotlight? Hugh Jackman spotlight. Yeah. I don't think we did. What about on Father's Day? Can we do that? <laughs> sure. All right. If that makes you happy. Well, uh, <laughs> this, like all of our Lonely Hearts Book Club, is available here in the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Odds are good that whenever you come Ooh, in, that's going to be checked in. Entirely true anymore. What? Do you remember the book Wings? Yeah. That very ugly cover yes, we did? Yes, I do. I may have discarded Gone. that book. Gone. Gone. I couldn't okay. do it. I couldn't look at that. I understand. Okay. I understand. But everything else, yes, including yeah. the Wolfen and that Wings cover. Oh my goodness! If yeah. you're curious about the books we featured in the past, you can yeah. find them all on the David A. Howe Library's Goodreads page. Mm-hmm. We have a shelf marked Lonely Hearts Book Club. You can see all the ones we've yeah. covered. To be fair, Wings was on a special Lonely Hearts Book Club where we talked about bad book art, specifically about bad covers with yes. uh, with a friend Amy, of ours, Amy Coon. Yeah, yep. she was our artist friend. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Trying to find the episode. She's gone now. I don't know. No, she's still around. <laughs> okay. She's still around. <laughs> Amy Howard, come back. It's episode 44, everyone. It's called The One Where We Judge yeah. Books by Their Covers Did you? with our friend Amy Kuhn. Amy, this is an open invitation to come back and yeah. talk about ugly book covers with us again yeah. because I loved that episode. Yeah. Amy, come back. <laughs> you can put I it went all back. I was, Nick. We, I didn't have those on the Goodreads shelf, and so mm-hmm. I went back and listened to that segment to remember which ones they were. Mm-hmm. It was a fun segment. Yeah. I really liked it. So I want to do it again. So yeah. Amy, if you're listening... Yeah. And of course you are. Yeah. 
please come back Probably just facebook or do the show with us again oh yeah that's true yeah <laughs> i'll send her a message okay there you go all right instead of hoping she sees so this smoke signals this will be available in the stacks as yeah. are almost all of the ones we featured in the past 2004 you said a space odyssey <laughs> yeah it came out in 2004 yeah okay it does it looks yeah it yeah. looks that yeah that's fine yeah uh let's talk library news okay we got a concert this week arco (gasps) iris a new group coming here on the 17th at seven o'clock uh and we're very excited about our summer author visit with alex berenson best-selling author edgar award winner Uh, he writes the john wells series uh very interesting background writes for the new york times spent a lot of time overseas a fascinating guy in his own right and his books are great too we've done one for book club and i've read a couple others so we're looking forward to that we're gonna have books here for sale uh, or you can bring your own copy, and he yeah. will sign them afterwards. Right. Uh, we're going to try to hook him for a quick podcast interview. So if you can't come but want to hear mm-hmm. what he has to say, we'll get a little bit on the mic. Yeah. Uh, but I do hope you'll join us for that. And if you can't, send a friend in your stead. Right. Is this That's going to be the... Saturday, June 2nd at 2 o'clock. <gasps> That's so quick. Oh, I know. So soon. It's about three weeks away from now. Are you going to have him uh, sign on your arm in permanent marker so you can go so get a tattoo? So I can get tattooed? it tattooed? Yeah. 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 Okay. My plan is to scare him off. As best as, as best I can. Okay. Yeah, that's what I really would like. <laughs> so, uh, should yeah, be pretty good. June, June, and that's a Saturday. That's our first. It is our first Saturday. As well, you know, we've done a lot of these in the past, and about the only complaint we've got is I've heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, I love that author, but I didn't want to come out at night." Yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna give it a shot in the afternoon on a Saturday and see yeah. how that goes. And then, of course, summer reading program is gonna begin, and then after summer reading program, we're gonna have an author visit from Wendy Corsi Staub. So get yep. reading if you're not a fan already. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of a lot of different a lot of mysteries, some romance, all yeah. sorts of stuff. But Alex Berenson's up first on June second, mm-hmm. and you have to come. Yeah. Has anyone ever combined the romance and mystery genre? Yes. No. So that like you have people solving a mystery, but it's also like romantic between them. Yes. All June eighth, right. we're showing uh, Wrinkle in Time. Yes, I didn't see that. No. I don't uh, think anyone did, did they? No, it didn't make tons of money. Uh, it made the mistake. Well, it didn't make the mistake. I don't like the book. Yeah, I don't love the book either. I don't but enjoy it. We're, we're too old. You're too old. No, I mean, like, I think if you're a middle schooler reading Wrinkle in Time, you're going to really like it. Do and you? as you get old, yeah. I think so. Okay. I think so. It's so abstract. I, yeah, it's just... Hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a classic, so what do I know? But. Yeah. Well, anyways... I just don't know how well it would age, it, but I'd be interested to know. It came out like two weeks after Black Panther, so everybody was still watching Black Panther instead of... It's Wrinkle got my Tuck. buddy Chris Pine in it. Your buddy? Yeah. Okay. So on Friends Day, we'll do a Chris Pine spotlight. Yeah, we'll do a, well, we'll I guess do we already a, did a Star Trek spotlight. We what did. else was he in? Yeah. Just kidding. Just Wrinkle in Time. That's true, yeah. For example. Yeah. Um, so we're showing that at 3.30 on the 8th, but we still have time for that. We had our superhero party on yeah. the 12th. Yeah. Again, that's library history, not library news, but oh, okay, that's fine. Well, it was fun. Good. <laughs> so I'm glad you had a good time. My son had a good time. No, I mean, I didn't. I was there taking pictures, but I okay. didn't. I didn't go and like use the silly string. Yeah, I didn't use the silly string either. Yeah, you don't a like a mess. A real shame. <laughs> All right. Anything else you'd like to add? Mm, no. All right. Well, in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking to David Dvorkin, uh, author of several sci-fi novels and short stories, specifically. Star Trek books. Not specifically, but yeah. the things that put him on your radar. That's true. Yes. So. The thing that put him on absolutely. Uh, and then Alex Marinson a couple weeks after that. Yeah. Wendy Corsi's Rob a month after that. Lots of other exciting stuff going on. Yeah. So we'll see you then. Was that it? Yeah, we're done. Okay. <laughs>